Welcome to the Builders Podcast, episode 67, Matt's Influences, How He Keeps Building, I Dare You, and the Art of Commitment. Before we jump into this episode, please subscribe to this podcast if you love business and real stories from the trenches. And after a listen, please give us a thumbs up, like, and share if we've earned it. Hit that notification bell too if you're on YouTube so you don't miss each episode. With your help, we can reach more people and deliver these valuable from the trenches lessons to those that need it. Enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to another The Builders. This is your host, Matt Levenhagen, and the only guy here today. So we're gonna it's gonna be a little different episode in terms of uh topic wise. We're gonna talk a little bit about uh self-improvement, I guess. That's kind of sort of the wheelhouse of this topic. And you wonder, well, what does that have to do with building things in the builders? And uh, I think um, it has a lot to do with it because if you don't have the right mindset and uh, all the things that go with that, I mean, this game of life, but particularly in business, uh, this game depends a lot on your psychological situation, right? (laughs) And sometimes, as we're going to talk about today and my kind of evolution that way, uh, sometimes you have to uh, you have to go through some stuff before you get to where you need to be mentally. And uh, and you can and there's a lot of tools out there and there's help. uh, There's books. There's things that can uh, guide you. And uh, eventually your brain will remap itself and to become a respectable human being like I am, right? Positive, motivational, you know, has it stuffed together. Haven't always. Uh, I'm going to talk about a couple books today. Uh, actually, it's something a little new. I don't usually bring, just bring books. <laughs> I might even open them up a little bit. Uh, just to talk about those books and it's kind of, it kind of plays into this. So self-improvement gets a really bad rap, doesn't it? I think it does. I know I've, you know, any like positive stuff these days, I think they might even call it toxic positivity. And you know what? They are right <laughs> because it can be toxic, I guess, in the right context, right? It depends on the context. But overall, <laughs> self-improvement and positivity should be kind of a goal uh, in especially the context which we're talking about here in business. Because if you're not positive, you're going to hate what you're doing and that's going to not be good, right? So it gets a bad rap. I I think one of the things I like to do, you know, in Facebook and stuff is, you know, repost um, quotes and stuff like that. And a lot of that's just for me. I don't care what others think about (laughs) a certain positive quote, you know, it's stuff that I want to see, like, in my memories forever, you know. Uh, it's, a, it's a cool quote. It's something that inspires me. And maybe it, it's not going to inspire everybody. I guarantee everything that you do, there's somebody out there that's not going to like what you do. There's two sides to the coin, right? No matter what side you're on in the coin or what you're, or what you're posting, somebody's going to hate it, okay? So a lot of people are not going to like this podcast. That's just, they're not going to like me. Good. <laughs> I really want everyone to like me though. Uh, anyway, so, but you know, it's, it's just, 
there's it just seems like sometimes you put stuff out there and just people have a reaction to it. And it may be completely out of left field. Like you didn't even think about it from that perspective. And sometimes that's good. Sometimes I feel like I'm glad you brought that up because I wasn't thinking about that. And I'm glad you just educated me. And maybe I won't do that again or whatever, or post that type of thing again, you know? So it can be beneficial. And that's, that's kind of the discourse we need to have. We need to be able to talk about those things uh, and be, but be as kind about it as possible, right? Uh, I don't, you know, I'm sort of in the middle of everything. So I literally just, you know, I, I try to just, the stuff that I, I tried, I do post, I try to be as neutral as possible, <laughs> but it's impossible sometimes. So, um, but one of the, one of the reasons I want to talk about this today, uh, though, is, this specifically and about keeping going and daring yourself to do greater things. The reason I wanted to kind of what inspired it was my episode with Dolan White, my last one with him episode, the third one we had with him where he turned the tables and interviewed me. <laughs> and one of the things that he asked me during that episode was how I do it, how I keep going. And, you know, what do I do? Uh, maybe that's on a daily, weekly, monthly basis to keep going through it, you know, because the, the reality is it's not easy. I don't don't let somebody tell you any, a lot of this stuff is easy. It doesn't matter who you are. You're going to have challenges. We're all different mentally. We all have different backgrounds, you know, different starting places. Like I have a lot of business background. That doesn't mean that I'm omniscient. That the word I like to use that word. It's a great word. All knowing, right? I am. I have a lot. I'm always learning. I'm always learning. But one of the things that you know, it was a great question, and I I really liked. It really made me think. I like thinking about it. I'm like, what does keep me going? <laughs> What has influenced me? Why? Because I do sometimes feel a little bit different than others. Like, like I said, when some somebody has a negative reaction to something I post positively, it's like, well, the reason why is because they have not experienced what I've experienced or read what I've read. And I've read a lot of stuff. And that's become just part of me. I don't even think about it. It's just how I think. It's remapped my brain, right? What you feed your brain is going to manifest itself uh, in your life and how you think and how you talk, how you approach problems. It So when, if you are, if you have a friend, a family member or somebody on social media that you follow or they follow you, whatever, hopefully they're following each other and they don't, they have a negative re reaction to something. You got kind of, step back and be like, well, why, why are they having that negative reaction? It's because they're not you. And you can't expect everybody to, you know, have, have been through the same journey as you, but it's also because they, him, her, whoever feeds their brain things that you haven't fed your brain. Or more, maybe more of that. And maybe a lot of that's negative. Maybe they're focused on the negative in the world. 
And maybe that's just something that they just either just the sources they access or the people they surround themselves because it becomes a tribal thing, right? That your friends, people around you, uh, the people you hang out with, if they're largely negative and they're, the topics they're bringing up and talking to you about are all negative and it, it sounds like the whole world's on fire, uh, that's going to influence you and remap your brain to start looking every, through everything, at everything through that lens. So I think a lot of the way I get through stuff and the way I think and how I think is influenced, and I know it is, by the things I've read and studied and just the way I've decided to approach my life. So the art of commitment, where does that come from? How can I choose a path and stay committed to that path? Well, it starts way back when, like 30 years ago, probably. <laughs> 30, probably 31, 32 years ago. I don't know, somewhere in that neighborhood. And back in those days, now, when I was in my late teens, early 20s, I was kind of a rebellious young man. I came out of my, my high school years. I, I just wanted to have fun. I was not happy with what was going on at home or whatever. I was just not happy. And... um so, and, and I had a very unique situation where I had uh, been given some money when I was, when I turned 18, bunch of money. And it took me a couple of years, but I burned through it. And I burned through it because I didn't uh, respect money. Maybe this is a lesson for some people. <laughs> you know, it's respect the dollar, <laughs> respect Respect the money you have. Don't just throw it around because it may not be there forever. But my thing was, I was naive enough to think that it would be easy enough to make it all back. So I just burned through it. And when I'm done burned through it, then I'll get the work. <laughs> and it won't take me long. I'm smart. I'll be able to make all that money back. But it didn't quite happen that way. Uh, and in those days, I was trying to be an artist. And, you know, so I was kind of, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what, how it all, that all fit together. But at some point, I felt like I was kind of in a dark place. And um, I was, you know, I had to, you know, start bartending and, and doing all this other stuff to make money and um, the little money I could to try to be an artist and all this stuff. And, one of the things that somehow was instilled in me, though, is I was always kind of looking for inspiration and things that I wanted to keep going. I knew deep down inside I wanted to be successful. And I knew that there was maybe something out there. I mean, I knew other people were successful. They got there. <laughs> but I'm not dumb. I can get there, too. <laughs> but... So I always search for things. And I spent a lot of time back in those days in the library, actual library, physical libraries. I would go to the library all the time. And 
uh, either to study up on things that I was doing. Like when I was in the art business, I would, I, or I'd go to the bookstore, buy an art book to art business book or something like that to try to sell art um, and figure all that stuff out. But I remember, and, and this is weird because I don't have a great memory. So uh, just ask my wife. <laughs> Drives are crazy. Uh, I, I experienced a lot of things for the first time, even though I've done them before. Um, but I remember visually, though, on a serious note, and visually, like I was in this bookstore at the mall, walking through this bookstore, and I remember the the rows of books. And I remember this particular row of books was probably self-help. And there was something, then something jumped out at me. 30 plus years later, I still have it. Although it's a little tattered. <laughs> there it is if you're watching. Think and Grow Rich. This was, uh, I don't even know if it'll have the date in here. Uh, let's see. Well, the original copyright is 1937. So this is a book that's been around for ages. And I would assume that half of you watching this at least has probably heard of the book. Uh, but I picked this up pre-internet before people were talking about it on the internet. Uh, and at that time, there were more than 7 million readers have made this book one of the greatest bestsellers of all time. So I picked that book up and I read it. And over the course of the coming years, I read it over and over again. This kind of became my Bible. But one of the biggest takeaways from it, you can see here, look at this. This is actually really cool. I haven't looked at this because I have another book. I have another version of it here. Um, I don't know if you can see that uh, if you're on video, but it's... Uh, I got things circled, and this is page 18. Stake everything on becoming an artist. Art, single desire. His persistence and standing back of a single desire. And then I have a little arrow that goes up and says art. Proof that I was actually trying to be an artist at one point in my life. But this book really influenced me in a way, and we're talking about commitment today. We're talking about the art of commitment, right? And one of the things that this book taught me was how to find a burning desire, find your thing, your thing, create a burning desire for it, and just go for it. It talks a little bit about burning bridges in there and things like that, but really the ultimately it's just making that decision and just moving in a direction and not letting anything stop you. Now, that doesn't mean it's the perfect path. I believe it's in here too, or sometimes it doesn't happen right away. Might it take a couple of years? You might set a goal to work for somebody or be something or build a business or have a product. And it manifests on its own time, <laughs> time scale or in a different way. Sometimes the opportunity can come at you. You're going for a certain opportunity, but it come, it, it's a different flavor once you get there. Like it, the opportunity doesn't look like how you envisioned it, but you achieve it. And maybe you achieve something better. So that is a big part of how, what 
influenced me because I read that so much. It made so much sense to me. And again, I was coming from a time in my life where I felt, didn't feel like a winner. You know, I was coming out of those years where I was just the angry young man and the world's against me and I just want to have fun and forget about it all. But I knew I wanted to be an artist. And, and maybe that's what it was. Maybe this moment when I picked up this book, whatever exact year it was, 91, whatever, maybe I was having doubts about art and I needed something like this to say, you know what? It's a mental game. And this is how you need to think about it and go for it. Now, as I mentioned on Dolan's podcast, or yeah, my podcast with Dolan, <laughs> interviewing me is that sometimes it doesn't work out though. Sometimes uh, you can take this approach. Now I could have given up because I eventually had to give up art and said, well, this doesn't work. Throw that out. But the bottom line is it works, but you got to find your right path. You got it. It may not work the first time. You can't give up either. Along with this, uh, I read other books. So this is just an example of one of the books I read. I've read a lot of stuff back in those days um, about positive attitude. And, and you know, uh, I was big into like meditation and stuff too and just in, in learning how to deal with stress and, and um, meditating my way through life, <laughs> letting things go, you know, all that stuff influenced me. Um, I got into sales. I studied sales in, in my 20s. And uh, a lot of that influenced me, like uh, people like Zig Ziglar and, and then Tony Robbins. I had his tapes. I was just immersed in that. And I that was like, it was like a drug for me. Like I needed to just, I, I'm like, it wasn't so much I was going to find the one thing that was going to just suddenly make me a success. I just felt like I wasn't surrounded probably at the time with people like that with positive people and, and in that positive environment. So I just kept feeding my brain I myself and, and reading and listening and trying to just get better and better at what I was doing and selling. And um, so that is where that comes from. And I have no doubt today. So when Dolan asked me, how do you keep going? I have no doubt because I built that framework in my brain. I remapped my brain back in the twenties, in my in my twenties, back in the twenties. Not that old. <laughs> well, we're in the twenties again, aren't we? Not the nineteen twenties, though. Um, I I know that this stuff influences me to this day. There's another book too. I had um, I kind of wanted to share because I saw them. I was going to my I went to my bookshelf. I I don't get rid of books. I went to my bookshelf. This was this is a really old, old book. I have no idea if I got this at a used bookstore or if somebody gave me this. It's called I Dare You. And uh, by Dan Forth. This is, this might be older than Think and Grow Rich. Let's see here. Uh, I don't know, 1969. Oh, that's 22nd edition in 1969. <laughs> Let's see if we got the original edition. Uh, no. I don't know. Pretty cool, though. Happy birthday. Well, whoever originally got this uh, had a happy birthday from W. Clement Stone. Look at that. That's actually printed. <laughs> it's not an actual signature. 
Maybe this is worth some money. Hmm. Um, but this book, uh, and I kind of was, I, when I grabbed this off, I'm like, I should really reread re this. It's good to revisit books. I'm actually re revisiting a book right now, uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, so I can become even more effective. But uh, I Dare You was about, I mean, I'll read kind of the index here a little bit and the things it touches on. And again, this is probably something at some point that sticks with me on some psychological level, right? Um, you can be bigger than you are. So it's like positive affirmations here. <laughs> a, cha a chapter on you can be bigger than you are. Are you one of the priceless few? I dare you to adventure. I dare you to do things. And I dare you to be strong, to think creatively, develop a magnetic personality, <laughs> build character to share. I dare you to share. So this is, and then it's, there's something where it has like four, like a square with four sides to it. There's mental, social, religious, physical, um, that I think you try to balance that. Um, but, uh, I remember this being a really good book. And I says, like I said, I'm, I'm not going to remember the contents a hundred percent here, but um, life's great principle. Here you go. Our most valuable possessions are those which we can, which can be shared without lessening. Those which when shared multiply our least valuable, valuable possessions are those which when divided are diminished. Deep stuff. Anyway, Another one. So that books really had a major impact on my uh, on me. And I don't know why. I know there's a lot of people out there, uh, I've talked to them, that I, I think they think like self-help and, and reading this stuff is just stupid, you know. And I don't know if they're just so happy just being the person they are today. They don't want to change. And that could be it. Maybe people have an adverse uh, uh, reaction to change. They want to. They think they are who they are today. This is who I am, and I'm going to go through life. And you, I'm not going to. I don't need to change. You've got to accept me for who I am. With all the all the bad stuff included, <laughs> but for me, it, it was. I think because I was coming from a place where I wasn't a perfect human. Well, I'm still not a perfect human. I'm always working on that. I'm still obviously reading stuff to become effective. <laughs> but so I still have that mentality. Like I got to, I got to continually improve and, and work on myself. But I think, I think there's, there's a lot of people. And I think my wife's the same way. You know, uh, my wife is, she's kind of, this is who she is, you know, love it or leave it. I mean, she's in a good place in her life and she's got the same career for almost 30 years as a nurse and she's who she is. She's well-formed and she, I, she would like look at this stuff and I think she's actually referred to it as psychobabble. <laughs> People talk about that stuff. She puts up with me for some reason, but I know not to talk to her about it too much. I respect other people's perspectives on things. It doesn't make have any effect on me if you have a different perspective or idea about stuff. 
And I'm not going to change your mind. I know that from experience, right? And you're probably not going to change my mind. I may sit back and be like, that's an interesting idea or perspective on life. I'm not going to make you change it. You know, I am a big believer in lead by example. So if I'm doing well and and you like what I'm doing and you think you want to emulate that, maybe uh, you'll listen to some of the stuff I talk about and the tips I provide or the advice I provide or, or things like this. Maybe you'll go out and buy some books. <laughs> There's a lot of great books out there. Um, so I thought this would be an interesting topic. Again, I, that's I, kind of all I wanted to talk about today is kind of what influenced me in that regard and what that the art of commitment really is and where that comes from. For me, when I set out to start this agency and to build this agency. As I told Dolan, I said, you know, I didn't question it. <laughs> I didn't question it. I, I trusted my skill set. I knew I could sell. I knew I studied sales for years and I've had other businesses for years. I know how to sell stuff. The agency, it's not like anybody, nobody else had an agency before, right? People have agencies. There are web design companies out there, you know, development people, you know, freelancers, people making money doing this. So there's no reason I can't, I can figure it out. And so there was never any question. So I chose a path that, you know, others will choose a path that's, or they are told or believe that the path they should take is the one either less traveled or that has never been traveled to create something completely new. And that's higher risk. And that's a whole different thing. For me, I usually start from the position of looking around me. Number one, looking at my passions. What am I interested in? And then looking around me, how people making money at that thing. And now I'm going to go do that. So I went into it knowing that I could do it. And Luckily, I had, it fit, it checked all the right boxes, it's something I'm passionate about, I'm skilled at. I, my success is not an accident. My success is because I'm doing what I should be doing. <laughs> you know, I there's a lot of things out there I wouldn't be successful at because I don't have the skill set. I don't have the mind. I don't have the personality. You know, Um you know, for me, you know, I can sit down and, and talk to another agency and strategize and talk about how we're going to sell this or, or how we can work together and and come up with contracts and do all that stuff because I have the brain for it. You know, I have the creative brain, the technical brain, the, you know, the business brain, and this, this is who I am. But so I have that confidence. And so I chose a path and I stay committed to that path. Until something's going to tell me otherwise. And again, you can have a burning desire for something all you want, but maybe you at some point need to be like my wife <laughs> and be more grounded <laughs> and, and decide, well, maybe this isn't my path. You know, uh, there's a couple times over, I've been married to her for 20, over 20 years, uh, dated a couple years before that. And she said, why don't you just get a real job? <laughs> and a couple of times I kind of, okay, yeah, 
uh, well, maybe I won't get a real job. Maybe I should do something different. <sighs> yeah. So it's, it's a fluid thing, but um, I don't know if there's one answer to how you stay committed to something and, and, and stay on course. Um, but part of it is maybe, maybe daring yourself to, right? Dare yourself to. You know, if you don't have anyone else in your life daring you, dare yourself. Or, or read this book and, you know, he, whoever wrote this is daring you. Uh, but dare yourself to do more. Dare yourself to do greater things. Even if, if you don't think you're good enough or you don't think you are able to do something, like or you're a little worried about doing it. Dare yourself to pick up the skills, read some stuff, learn, dive in. I, one of the, um, ah, we'll, we'll reference this. I'll, I'll leave it at this. So uh, in the last episode, talking to Joe Matz and he, how he had gone. It's another thing. It's really, it's a really good skill to get comfortable with. Um, he had gone to Italy, had gone to Brazil. And each time he went to these different countries, and even other businesses back here in the U.S., he was always kind of starting over, and he even had to learn the language, right? He's going into a completely a, a situation completely unknowledgeable about everything, the culture, how business is done there, all that stuff, right? It takes a different kind of human being to be able to do that because you're going into something that maybe you don't know everything. You got to learn as you go. And I'm comfortable with that too. So maybe that's another piece of this puzzle as I try to self-analyze is that I'm not afraid to go into the business not knowing everything and learning as we go. I'm always, even to this day, three plus years in to this agency, I'm still tweaking things. I'm still like, maybe I should do things a little differently or maybe I need more to do more of that or need this particular thing or whatever. When I was in the construction business back in the early 2000s, I didn't know anything about construction. That was part of my problem. I wish I would have went to work for a construction company or a painting company, you know, learn drywall or something before I actually started doing it. I learned from books. I always turned to books. Uh, but I wasn't afraid. I just figured it out as I went. And maybe that's also the skill to learn. I'm going to leave it at that today, friends. So thanks for joining me for another solo episode next week. The next episode, I believe we will have, we lined up another guest. Uh, so that'll be an interesting one. Uh, we're going to talk about SEO maybe a little bit. Somebody that's very successful in blogging. Very successful. Built six-figure business blogging. Been doing it for 20 years, so knows his stuff. But we're going to learn about his journey how he got to where he got today. We have a lot of things in common because I started out doing SEO and stuff way back in the day. So that's the next one. But hope you enjoyed this one. Hope it inspired you, gave you some ideas. Pick up a book. Don't be afraid to change and become better. That's my advice today. <laughs> Take care. That's all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed that. Again, please subscribe if you haven't already and give us a thumbs up if we deserve it. If you want to comment on this episode's page, provide me with requests on topics for future episodes, or inquire about being a guest, 
please find your way to thebuilders.fm. You can contact me there or add a comment under these show notes. Now a word from our sponsor, my agency, Unified Web Design. We build custom websites, features, we maintain websites, we work with agencies to fulfill their web design and development needs, and more. If you're interested in our services or are looking for an agency to work with as a partner to build awesome sites for your clients, feel free to reach out to me at unifiedwebdesign.com. There's a handy contact me link at the top. Fill out that form and it will open a ticket and that ticket will find its way to me. Thanks for joining me today. We'll see you next time.